Sirens. Chapter 16 Marianne tapped her pen against her chin, staring off into space. There was a pom-pom on it, so it was a pleasant feeling. Nothing was wrong. Nothing to worry about. The nagging voice in the back of her mind could shut up any time. In the two days since the light, since Astrid, had shed her makeshift skin, they'd been checking in with Matt regularly. He was tired and had some headaches, so he took off a few days from work. But he was himself. Ash sent her doctor to check him out over his protests. Even he found nothing wrong, and Ash had asked some weird questions. Her eyes traveled down the scrawled column of notes on her page. It refused to grow any longer. It was like someone cut off the end of the story. She'd gone over earlier to check in on him again. Check up, really. They'd gotten chicken and ate on his patio, enjoying a brief lull in the rainy weather. The air was still damp and thick, but pretty. Fat drops of water clung to leaves, and the sun lit the grass in a sparkly haze, like a 70s soft-focus movie. It's a little crazy, he said. I can speak a whole different language. Sometimes I say the wrong word. Guys at work are going to think I'm nuts. They won't be wrong. He laughed. Sure, but a different kind of nuts. He dug some more fries out of the paper box and dumped gravy on them. Between the two of them, the dinner looked like a swarm of locusts had been through. She grabbed a few more fries before they were gone. Is that why you get the headaches? Maybe. There's a lot more in there, I guess. Double vision for the brain. I keep imagining a shoulder angel. Or devil. Something like that. Nah, nothing like that. Most of the time it's just me, but sometimes I have a thought that's totally not me. How do you know? I've been me a long time. I don't really need to stare at myself in the mirror for two hours. There was a long pause. That too. What? she demanded. You turn really red. She threw a wadded up napkin at him. He laughed. Anyway, I have extra memories too. Like, I remember churning butter. Useful. She gnawed on a drumstick. What about the time after she... not died? But you know. Was in that place. Can you tell me anything about it? Not really. Things come and go too. Sometimes I think I remember that I've forgotten something, but it isn't my thing that I've forgotten. Well, that made sense. Scary. He shrugged. You're really okay with all this? You're kidding. How many people can say that they have literally two people in their heads? That's... She stopped herself. She could hear what her mom would say, or the guys at school. Pretty cool of you. I don't think I could do it. Bet you could. Do you know where the other ones are? Gonna join your sisters? What? You were supposed to... He trailed off. Supposed to what? They scattered everywhere. He jumped back into the conversation like a skipping record. She tossed her now barren drumstick into the greasy box full of bones. A million questions. Do you know where they went, though? His fingers drummed out a bead on the table. Gonna join your sisters? Wait, you just said that. He rubbed his eyes. Sorry. Anyway, I think they all went off in their own directions. No idea at all? 
No. He waved vaguely. I know they're out there, but the world is a big place. Not that big, her doppelganger said. She held her breath. The doppelganger grinned its rictus smile at her. It looked like it was standing on the edge of the grass. It looked real enough, but Matt would have seen it if it was really there, and he was munching fries. You two have a lot in common. I'm surprised you haven't jumped that. Don't tell me you've really decided you play for the home team. Mare, you okay? You look like a ghost. Fishbelly white, she mumbled. Do you think he's being honest? Astrid never seemed to be a forgiving sort. What? What what? Matt asked. Um, what does she want? I'm not sure. I think just to live, you know. She was pretty young. Yeah, I guess. Is she still mad at Ash? He shook his head. They sort of forgave each other. That's what all the hugging was about. Yeah, well, I don't speak Faroese. Sorry. His eyes traveled past the doppelganger. It smirked and was gone. She was kind of cold, like temperature-wise. And personality-wise? She made it a joke. I didn't want to say. She's just reserved like that. She'd asked a few more questions, trying not to be a pest. He couldn't tell her much, but if his knowledge of the siren, or the siren's knowledge, came and went, there was always a chance that would change. She'd had to resist the urge to touch him and see if the light was still there beneath his skin. She looked down at her notebook and added a last few notes. There wasn't actually that many pages left in it. She flipped through the book with satisfaction. Maybe she should have case books. Now that this was over, she could start a new one. She should probably write something about the unformed beasts. Draw pictures, maybe? Maybe include the bug monster thing. One for the doppelganger. She snapped the book shut and put down her pen. It was done, then. They won. She felt a bubble of cautious excitement. Success. The battle was over. The good guys won. She was a good guy. She should get more coffee. It worked well against the damp chill. She could close the windows, too, but she liked the fresh air mingling with the curated scents that filled the apartment. The curtains rolled the evening light around the floor. She pulled her legs up and hugged her knees, closing her eyes. Quiet. Good, gentle quiet. A feeling spread through her. She considered it suspiciously. Contentment? The painting was there when she opened her eyes. The deep, pleasant feeling was strong enough that she could regard it without concern. Was the dark-haired figure Ash? She was so used to the long braid that it almost didn't make sense. She had long hair when she was human, and now. So why would she have short hair in the time between? Except that was dumb and she knew it. There were a lot of years between then and now. She wondered if vampire hair grew the same way normal hair did. Had she ever seen Ash file her nails? Those sorts of things were functions of life, weren't they? But she also healed. She returned her attention to the painting. There was an awful lot of flesh tone. The two women were obviously happy to be together, even in an abstract form. Someone else that Ash was happy fucking. Did you think she'd spend two hundred years alone? Would you? Would she expect you to? She let the room grow dim. 
Whatever her mind was conjuring up, she still wasn't unhappy. Yeah, there'd been hugging between Matt and Ash, or Astrid and Ash, and it looked like maybe there was a painting of her girlfriend fucking another woman. But it was an old painting, and the light hadn't been a real woman in a long time. There was a little rush of air, and Ash kissed the top of her head. More coffee? That'd be grand. Ash kissed her neck, too, and Marianne felt her smiling. The coffee smell drifted through the cool air. Ash asked if she'd talked to Matt, and Marianne caught her up on what little news there was. Her empty cup was replaced with a steaming mug of caffeinated joy, and then Ash was rattling around the bathroom, then the bedroom. Marianne huddled over the mug, memory filling in the sound of cloth over skin. Going on or coming off, it didn't matter. Marianne loved it either way. She idly looked at the painting again. Flesh tones. Would a good artist really have chosen a peachy pink for ash? The sound of boots on the tile floor caught her attention. She sat up, watching Ash walk past her into the kitchen, a short red skirt brushing over her hips and ass, skimming her thighs. Expensive perfume wafted after her. She looked up when Marianne followed her in. The skirt belonged to a dress made of fabric so fragile that every curve was lightly outlined. Her long brown braids skimmed over the bare skin of her back. Even her boots were sexy. Gorgeous, black leather knee-high lace-ups that weren't so much fashionable as timeless. Let's, uh, up. Very cool. Don't we have a dance? What? She was finding it hard to drag her attention away from the dress. It didn't have to be low in the front when the fabric folded like it did. Sarah's ladies' night? We're going? Ash looked down, twitching her skirt straight. It did nothing to help Marianne's concentration. I may be a little rusty. It's been a good few years. I don't have anything good enough to stand next to her. Maybe it showed on her face. Ash sort of sidled up. Shimmied. Something like that. So the dress hugged different parts of her. You have those black jeans. Her hand was on Marianne's ass. It felt so good, pressed up like that. And the blue sweater. I love it when you wear them. Okay, she said, ready to agree to almost anything. Ash's lipstick was perfect. Her eyes simple, flawless eyeliner and mascara. When she smiled, Marianne didn't want to go anywhere except to bed. Shall I dress you, my darling? Marianne couldn't tell if she was serious or not. Being undressed by her was always nice. Finally, she smiled and shook her head. Just give me a minute. She slid into her comfortable black jeans and dug through her drawer until the sweater turned up. It was soft. Chenille, Ash said. Marianne loved how it felt, but it was a little short, and when she lifted her arms, it bared a lot of stomach, considering what Ash was wearing. She scrubbed her face at the bathroom sink and examined herself in the mirror, then smoothed the sweater again. Hey, Ash? Hmm. She leaned against the doorframe. Could you do my makeup? I can never get my eyes right. Pop up on the counter. Ash didn't have stolen dregs or a collection like Charlene. Marianne watched her rifle through the drawer of everything from super expensive brands to cheap drugstore lines, wondering what compelled each purchase. She nudged her hips between Marianne's legs to work. Marianne wrapped them around her, pulling her closer. Imp. 
You'll look lopsided if you distract me so. Ash cradled her chin to get the right angle. Close your eyes. Her voice made Marianne shiver. It was just makeup. No big deal. Breathe, my darling. Marianne let out a puff of breath. Don't want to fuck it up, she said apologetically. Nor I. Gotta work at it. As with all good things. She did try to breathe. Ash was so close. It wasn't just the heat on her part. It was presence. Some aura brushing against Marianne's. The light touch of her fingers and the brushes against her eyes and lips. There you are, my darling. And there was a dark red current pulling her voice down. When she opened her eyes, Ash was right there. Everything she was feeling was doubled and reflected back. Ash, of all people, looking as though she were on the edge of control. Best you look, before things get smudged. Her voice shook, just faintly. Marianne took a moment to steady herself. The moment drifted away. She turned, still worried, but she looked like a clown with makeup on. Wow. Just so. It was simple. Her face, but brighter. And perfect eyeliner made her eyes dramatic and pretty. And her lips, but deep red and fuller. You're an artiste. I have an excellent canvas. Come, my girl. She traded her docks for a pair of almost new platform shoes, scrounged from the second hand. A little fancier. Ash deserved someone who looked like she was trying. Blustery wind drove scraps of paper ahead of them, trying to lift Ash's skirt as it did. She didn't seem to care. What could happen to her, anyway? She'd like to see someone get fresh with Ash. She didn't have anything to be shy about, either. Marianne's eyes kept drifting her way. She'd added her leather jacket to the outfit, teasing Marianne by hiding everything underneath. The dress, and the bits of her dress that weren't there, were burned into her mind. And what was beneath the dress? She told herself that it was the wind turning her cheeks red. She looked awful in cold wind, red-nosed and splotchy. It wasn't, though. It was pure lust. Ash did that to her. For her. She'd only been to Sarah's stomping grounds a couple of times because of Sarah's endless activities. Once Sarah had let her flip through her planner and laughed at Marianne's expression. You have showers scheduled in. Of course. That's a solid chunk of time. And that isn't natural. You should just enjoy the water. Sing cheesy pop songs. It's you time. Stuff to do. People to meet. She felt like a tourist when she visited Sarah. She felt like an interloper now. Obvious. Fake. Pretending to be sophisticated, living in the city. Pretending to have her shit together. She glanced at Ash. No, that bit wasn't fake. She didn't know what label she was supposed to wear, or what she was. Except she was with Ash, and didn't want to be anywhere else but with her. The street was busy. Music from three different places competed for attention from the crowds of passers-by. There was a kind of brittle defiance to it that rattled her. Fun was going to be had, no matter how much alcohol was required to do it. We can go home, my girl. What? No, we're all the way here. Why waste a trip? Ash took her hand, right there in the street. I am not scared. She took a breath. Don't. Don't let go. She looked at Ash, startled by her words. Of course Ash would know how she felt. 
She sucked at hiding it. I have you, my Marianne. She examined her shoes, squeezing Ash's hand. Got you, too. Ash laughed and drew her down the street, where a low-key sign marked the place they were headed. Butterflies filled her stomach. She watched lights and shadows bounce against a matte black plywood wall while Ash paid. It seemed cheap and illicit. Maybe they should have stayed home. Ash was too classy for a place like this. She seemed unfazed, though, by her shoddy surroundings, holding up Marianne's hand to get stamped, then getting her own done. The woman wielding the stamp pad had buzzed hair, a pierced eyebrow, and was wearing a dainty floral dress. The silver ring had a tiny red stone that caught the light. Marianne's mom never even let her get her ears done. Have a good time. And a good night yourself. Cheap or not, the plywood maze did a lot to block out the chaos of the bar. Club. Thing. A wall of noise hit her once they stepped into the main space. They were up on a high loft above the dance floor, occupied by sofas and chairs and women. Some looked like they'd come straight from office jobs, and others looked like they went clubbing professionally. Some were as girly as any cheerleader. Others were dressed like guys. One was dressed in a suit and looked incredible. Nerd, goth, jock, all kinds of women. Like her. Don't stare, you fucking rube. Eyes turned their way. She felt the blush. They should have stayed home. Then Ash did... something. She smiled and drifted in that way she could sometimes, like a breeze. They crossed in front of the gathered women. When Marianne looked back, at least three of them were wearing wistful gazes. What was that? It's a kind of charm. It makes certain things easier. Dinner time. Ash's look was long-suffering. Did you do that when you chowed down on me? A little different. Something to make the process easier. The pain less. Like vampire bats. They have, like, a local anesthetic in their bite. Best maybe you don't call your lover a bat. I'm half right. Imp. They descended the stairs, passing between clusters of women like water running downhill. Dancing began right at the bottom, pushing them together. She was battered by the shuffling crowd like a kite, bound to the untroubled vampire by the knot of their fingers until they found the narrow path at the wall. Marianne looked at the floor, a mass so compact that it seemed to be one living thing, grateful for the dark that hid her expression. It wasn't fear. She refused to be afraid, but maybe it was a bit overwhelmed. This sure didn't seem like any stupid school dance. Ash's kind of charm melted out a space for them at the crowded bar, and they bellied up to it, the same charm won them the instant attention of the bartender. Marianne tried not to stare at the woman's arms. She was ripped as hell. Should I be jealous? Ash's lips against her ear made her shiver, all the way to her bones. She knew it, too, because her smile revealed a flash of fang. Marianne tossed back a shot of whiskey. The familiarity of it reminded her suddenly of the first time in Ash's house up north. She wasn't the same girl trying to be grown up, and there's no reason to be worried about this place. She didn't even have to find someone to talk awkwardly with. She was there with the hottest woman already. She pressed up against Ash, feeling the coolness of her body. Without having to think about it, she began to bob along to the music. 
or the generic and indistinguishable beat that people were dancing to. Mare! She let out an embarrassing squeak. Sarah flung her arms around her, dragging her away from the bar to give her a hug that rocked them back and forth. Hi? Sarah grinned, playing it cool to the end. What? Sarah hugged her again. I'm glad you could come. Ash! Maybe she was drunk. Her hug with Ash was only a degree or two less enthusiastic. To Marianne's surprise, Ash gave Sarah's curly pixie cut a fond ruffle. I can't wait to introduce you to everyone. Sarah really did know everyone, too. We might need more drink for that. Ash's hands slid up her back like cool water. What'll it be? Surprise me? One fine eyebrow lifted. My hunter. Sarah was nearly laughing as Ash swayed away. What? Nothing, nothing. You just look really happy. Marianne wasn't sure she believed it was that simple. She wanted to make small talk, but the noise would make it more like a short shouting match. She shuffled her feet. Her shoes hadn't been uncomfortable in the store. Ash came back with a tall drink that looked mostly orange and a bit of red, from what she could tell in the flashing light. Give it a stir, my darling. Marianne spun it around with the stick and sipped experimentally. Strong and sweet. More like that, please. Tequila girl, are you then? It's so good. With the drink in hand, she could pretend it was just like the pit, and that made it easy to say hello to so many strangers, even if she forgot their names, or never caught them in the first place. The noise of the place was a kind of boon when you looked at it that way. Sarah led them to a slumping vinyl sofa where they joined three other women who were enjoying the night in an appealingly mellow way. She hoped that she'd get to see them again where they could actually talk. Ash's hand made its home, nestled in the small of her back, under the blue sweater, and she carried a lot of the conversation. No matter how warm the club, bar, whatever, no matter how hot it was, her hand was cool, and when she swept her thumb over Marianne's skin, it caused a wave of shivers. You gonna dance? Sarah tipped her beer back. She was listing hard, leaning back against one of her friends in a familiar way. Marianne didn't want to say anything. Sarah did everything 100%. Drinking was no different. As long as she got home safe, where was the harm? Dance? Sarah waved at the dance floor. It's a tradition at clubs. Dance. She took a long drink. The last time that she'd even pretended to dance was elementary school. The drunkest person out there probably looked better than she ever could. Back when Sarah invited her, it had been some dim future thing that sounded fun in the abstract. Either she'd magically have learned how to dance by now, or, even better, she could sit somewhere and watch and lurk. Another drink? she suggested. Ash took off her jacket. Marianne's mouth went dry. She took the glass from Marianne's nerveless fingers and handed it, and the jacket, to Sarah. I'm no Oliver Twist. But I have a move or two. It's a celebration, after all. She didn't need to whammy Marianne, or charm her, to get her to follow. She led her to a bit of floor where they wouldn't get hit by a flailing hand. The music had slowed a bit anyway, so there was more grind than gyration. The song was a little sad, and a little resigned. If music could be a color, this one would be that deep blue shade on the cusp of purple, Ash set Marianne's hands where they should be. 
It was kind of like those clumsy beginnings in a long-ago school gym, only a gentle sway back and forth until the rhythm settled into her bones. She started to forget that bit, enticed by Ash instead, moving against her. Better, my girl. Good. It's cool. This is cool. Ash added a little sizzle to the sway, just a bit of snap to her hips. Marianne focused on that for a while. The perfume twined through her brain. She leaned close to breathe it in. I didn't realize that you and Sarah were so close. We talk every now and then, and she's well into her cups. She works too hard, that one. It's all good causes. So it is. What? She lifted her head. What's wrong? Ash shook her head. History to jettison. Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Sure enough. Her eyes roamed over the club, then back to Marianne. We danced. Oh, it was different then, in Berlin. It was a garden, Elaine said. It would keep growing. How could something so perfect fade? Only we thought in the scale of years, not lifetimes. The woman in the painting, she thought. Maybe it was her. Then it was the war? I had left by then, to find Astrid. By the time I found her and lost her, and it was all done, the war had devoured everything. Her smooth rhythm never changed. It was just something in the smile that melded with the perfectly blue music. Helene died in Paris, I heard. Helene disappeared. Carol, Julia, Mina, all gone. All that was left was the painting. She wanted to ask, and Ash knew it. Julia and Elaine. Wild young things. Elaine was a gifted painter. Without thinking, Marianne pulled her a little closer. Big spoon. My Marianne, she sighed. It wasn't unhappy. Some little piece of that is back. When I left Berlin, I failed Astrid and lost them all. And the world was on fire. Now... We have a second chance. We? Maybe her confusion showed, because Ash swung her around and kissed her softly. Astrid is here, in a way. Thanks to you, my failure wasn't complete. And you and I... We're the we. Exactly so. Her voice picked up strength. Just like that, she banished the past. She stayed pressed close and nipped Marianne's earlobe. Her teeth were a little sharp. Once the shiver faded, Marianne grinned. A little harder and I won't have to pay for a piercing. Ash laughed and Marianne felt bold and lifted their joined hands, admiring the swing of the red skirt when Ash spun. The music turned fast again, but they stayed on the floor. Ash had all the grace in the world. If she didn't make Marianne look good, she at least made her feel like she didn't have to care. They danced until her hair was plastered down with sweat. All she could see... All she could feel was ash. Dimly, she thought she should be thirsty, that she should be tired, and that her feet hurt like hell. And all of those thoughts dissolved like snow on water. Whenever ash touched her, even a skirt hem, even the wisp of her braid, her mind filled with so much more. Bed stuff, fucking sex, love. Ash's skin against her lips and the way she moved. The feel of Ash's cries when she came as much as the sound of them. All of it was somehow wrapped into that music. No wonder religious nuts band dancing. 
Later, much later, the images began to dissolve. Ash pressed up against Marianne's back. Her hands rested low on her stomach, keeping the heat in her gently stoked. Dawn is coming, my darling. Marianne leaned back against her, covering her hands, and sighed. You know, if you just turned into a pumpkin, I could at least carry you home. Imp. She collapsed onto a chair across from Sarah, who pushed a bottle of water at her. Keeping in shape, I see. She drank, thirst roaring in. The delicious feeling was fading, replaced by the sting and throb of her feet. I think I'll wear my running shoes next time. These ones look good, though. Never buy cheap shoes, Sarah said. Not if you can help it. Your feet hurt? Ash knelt, unlacing her shoes. You should have said, my girl. Didn't want to stop, Marianne mumbled, then winced. Her feet must have swelled up. Even completely open, they weren't coming off. Ash looked around quickly, then ripped the uppers from the soles like they were tissue paper, tossing them into the shadows under the sofa. Her socks were eased off. Ew. They didn't feel that bad out there. Sarah leaned over the table. Jeez, Mare. She made a face. They look like hamburger. They aren't that bad, she squirmed. Everything had been so awesome. She held them above the manky floor. No way was she going to be able to walk across that without catching some weird foot disease. Ash looked down, almost guilty. She pulled on her jacket, then crouched down. Come, I'll take you home. She thought she heard a gasp from someone at the table as Ash lifted her easily onto her back, shifting them until it was comfortable. My shoes. I'll buy you new ones. Sarah, thank you. If you need any help, I'm always your friend. Marianne rested her head on Ash's shoulder. It was as good as dancing. She waved at Sarah and her table. Call me. Oh, I absolutely am going to, Sarah said. They headed out into the graying night. Even unbothered by shoes and socks, her feet throbbed. They really didn't seem that bad. Ash was quiet for a bit. Marianne closed her eyes, content despite the pain. It may be that my feeling bled into you. You mean I felt you? Like you do me? I should have been more wary. I don't mind, she said, trying not to sound completely ecstatic. You should. It's one thing to know and agree. Another entirely to be colonized. It was magic. Not the brain thing. The feeling thing. Like, you felt that good. For me. And now you're hurt because of it. Worth it. Marianne. Her voice was thick and warm. Marianne smiled. Ash hadn't realized that her feelings were spreading. They could talk about boundaries later. But for now, Marianne gloried in the knowledge that Ash had been so carried away that she shared without even realizing. Her control wasn't absolute. Marianne had never experienced anything like the scary, wonderful feeling that followed her home, and she never wanted to let it go.